TV shows like Doomsday Preppers push an unfair stereotype. Fearful, paranoid, militaristic. Crazy, weird, freakish, a lone white male hero. But most preppers aren't like that. Take Julie Fredrickson, an entrepreneur in her 30s. I was living in Chinatown right before uh, Superstorm Sandy hit New York City. Lower Manhattan remains eerily dark and partially underwater. After eight Fredrickson's high-rise apartment was plunged into darkness for 10 days. Uh, it was definitely a, a cold, strange experience to live in one of the most modern cities on the planet and have no electricity. So I decided that I would like to be prepared for any emergencies, man-made or otherwise, uh, in the future. When COVID-19 hit, nearly a decade later, her planning paid off. While a lot of New Yorkers were scrambling to stock up their pantries, Fredrickson was buying masks and cleaning supplies. After three months, she moved her family to Colorado to ride it out. Okay, YouTubers, this is the Angry Prepper. So today's episode is going to be... Jason Charles is also an urban prepper. There was a point in time where I think people were like, uh-oh. You know, like when they went to the supermarket, there was nothing on the shelves. I think that was the, the oh shit moment for a lot of people to wake up and realize, all right, we need to get this done. We need to start something. Charles is a Harlem firefighter, but in his spare time, he runs the New York Preppers Network, a community of like-minded preppers. He says it has been flooded with interest during the pandemic. There are a lot more people joining prepper groups, forming prepper groups, starting YouTube channels to teach people how to prep. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a growing phenomenon. Today's episode is going to be on uh, second wave shopping. Anthropologist Anna Maria Bounds actually interviewed Charles for her book. She says it's not outlandish for New Yorkers to worry about emergencies. Their city has endured natural disasters, terrorist attacks, the global financial crisis, and now a pandemic and a recession. The fascinating thing about New York preppers is they they come from all walks of life, all ages. It's just it's 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 very very different than what I expected. One of the most important findings from my book was that a majority of preppers are women. According to Bounds, how you prepare also depends on class and ethnicity. It, it, extremely wealthy preppers focus on things like. Um, strategic relocations in um, exotic des destinations, otherwise known as very posh homes in very nice areas. While Bound says New York has plenty of rich preppers, most are middle and working class. Many are people of colour who understandably feel they can't rely on the government for help. Another important takeaway from Bound's research is that preppers look out for each other. Fredrickson, the prepper inspired by Hurricane Sandy, says prepping isn't just about keeping you safe. It's making sure that you're safe so first responders can get to people that need more help than you do. Most urban preppers don't wear camouflage or hide in bunkers. They just want to make sure their communities can survive. Joanna Robin, Columbia Radio News.